please come. Execute order. 91.1. Yes, my lord. WEGL. Hello, Friday night listeners. My name is Vivek Maragula, and this is Real Talk, where we're always rolling. Welcome to our second episode of Real Talk. So today's episode will be a long time ago, a study of the Skywalker saga, where we will be going over the three main Skywalkers of the Star Wars franchise, Anakin Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, and Rey Skywalker. So with me, I am not alone. Today's episode, I will feature my friends, Nathan Byrne. What is up? It's so good to be on here. And my other good friend, Wilmina. Hi. All right, so Will is not excited to be on here, apparently. I am very excited. I don't know what you're talking about. Aren't you glad I have so much more enthusiasm than Will? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so just really quickly, um, let's just, like, I just want to go over, like, in one or two sentences, what does Star Wars as, like, a franchise just mean to you guys? Shoot, do you want to go first, Will? I got to think about this for a second. I don't know. He kind of just dropped a bomb. For real. This is, that's, a, that's a deep that question. You guys, like, you go ahead. You guys talk about Star Wars all the time. and then I, I just think it's cool. Okay. It's it's really entertaining. My dad uh, put me on Star Wars when I was, I want to say it was when I was six because that Christmas I got, um, I got to send y'all a picture of it, but I got a huge um, Millennium Falcon set with all the all the little figures. Um, and so he explained a lot of the characters to me and then made me watch in release order and not what do you call it chronological order so it's it's just something i grew up with and i've always found entertaining and fun i think that's kind of funny because like i'm the direct opposite um i kind of got introduced but to star wars through other means like i played lego star wars for for years before i even watched a movie i had a few lego star wars sets that i got for christmas and i was like oh Star Wars is cool, but, like, my parents never watched it when they were kids or anything. So um, I kind of just discovered it on my own. Everyone at school was talking about it. I was like, I might as well get around to watching it. And um, obviously started with, I think I actually started with the prequels first, which is a little bit controversial. I went in number order. I was like, I got to start with the first one. So um, Phantom Menace, and then I worked my way through there. I was bored as a kid with all the politics, but... Um, it's kind of fun looking back at all the little details hidden in there, but that's kind of my experience with Star Wars. Nice, nice. So my experience with Star Wars was I had the Lego Star Wars Clone Wars game when I was a kid, and like that was a good game. That was a very good game. All the Lego Star Wars, there's just so much fun. And then <laughs> they're they're so good. And then other than that, I never really saw the movies until I my parents were bored, so we went to go see Rogue One as a matinee. So that was my parents' first Star Wars movie, and then I watched them on Disney Plus when my brother got Disney Plus for like a year because he wanted to watch Moon Knight. So that, that's my Star Wars journey. But uh, speaking of a Star Wars journeys or journeys in Star Wars, I don't think any character in Star Wars has a greater journey 
than Anakin Skywalker. Do y'all agree with me? I was really worried you were about to say someone that's not Anakin. (laughs) I definitely agree that it's Anakin. Okay. For real. So, so my, my previous episode, I was taught, I kind of split them up into categories like story, character, fun facts and stuff like that. I think for this one, you know, we're going to talk about Anakin and then it's going to be PSA, Luke, PSA, Ray, Ray, PSA. So Anakin Skywalker. So just, impressions your thoughts of the character if you had to describe anakin in like a sentence i'll go first but if you had to describe anakin in a sentence i would describe anakin as a tortured hero who finds love through his family so that's how i would describe him uh how about you guys how would you describe anakin interesting interesting i was going along the lines of unstable uh how would you unstable and conflicted hero um because like all throughout the prequel talks about um like there are so many different times where he talks about his like inner thoughts like uh in the third movie you know he talks about he says what's the line uh, i want more but i know i shouldn't mm-hmm. like literally the entire character of anakin is like him being told like this is what you should do this is the right way and him on the inside being like this is what i should do but i feel this way there are there are so many conflictions in like when he talks about things everything like that Conflicted was the main word I was planning on using. I don't I don't know a full sentence. I just feel like conflicted is probably the best the best way to say it in one word. All right. Then uh so me and and Nathan, we called Anakin heroes. Do you agree with that? Yes. Like like you you still think Anakin is like a hero throughout like all all of the original six. That's that's an interesting point because did y'all study the um the cycle of the tragic hero in no. English class at all? I so we yes. I did the the basic hero's journey. I did not do um the cycle of the tragic hero. I've never heard of that. I don't remember much about tragic hero. Like I couldn't list the details of it. I probably should look it up in a little bit. But um, I just remember the whole time we were learning it. I think it was freshman year. Um, the whole time we were learning it, I was thinking this is just Anakin Skywalker. That's it. I. I well, a lot of modern day English teachers they use like Star Wars in general as like examples for just like story beats because I just think Star Wars is such like a modern story that's like usable now. But I was I so I had this question earlier today that I wanted to ask you guys. So I I feel like this is a a simple question that's a complicated answer. So Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. So in my mind, those are two separate people. But, so one, do you guys think Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader are two separate people? And then two, when do you think Anakin transitions into Darth Vader? And when do you think Darth Vader transitions back into Anakin Skywalker? Jeez. Vivek, you are throwing out deep questions to start out. Okay. (laughs) I was not planning on thinking this deep. So, I'm going to start out with, I'm going to start with Will, because I started one and then Nathan started one. Yeah. So. Okay. One is, okay, do you consider so, them separate? That's the I don't. One. I don't really consider them separate. I feel like this is really hard to think about. I feel like it's more like a phase. Not not like it's just a phase mom kind of phase, but like <laughs> <laughs> I phrased that horribly. That's why, that's, that's it's why like he wears he's black. He's Anakin, and then he has this one point where he's having like a dark period, and it might be very dark, but he's having a dark period. Um, and I would say that the... The point that he becomes Anakin, we j- we just watched Revenge of the Sith. You mean the part where he becomes Darth Vader? D- yeah, sorry. The part <laughs> where he becomes Darth Vader, 
uh, is the scene where it's just com- it's not silent. There's very emotional music playing. Anakin and pa- it keeps panning between Anakin and Padme looking out windows, and Anakin starts crying. They don't say anything. It's just emotional. I think that's when Anakin becomes Darth Vader and realizes what he needs to do and how he has to go help Emperor Palpatine with Mace Windu and the rest of the Republic that's going after him. All right. So so uh, I, I just want to like piggyback off to your thing real quick. I'll get to Nathan uh, really quick, but I just want to ask you. So do you think Anakin knew that like like when he was going to help Palpatine, do you think he knew he was going to kill mace windu or do you think he was just gonna like just like stop him that's hard i feel like i feel like he imagined that he would just be stopping him but probably somewhere in the back of his mind he thought i'm probably gonna have to kill him there's no way you can get out of this without killing him because then he'd come after you can i add on to that i kind of think that he didn't want to kill him at all because like uh it's, it's like we'll just talk about we just watched revenge of the sith um right after he um chops off Mace Windu's arm. Uh, Palpatine's actually the one that sends him out the window, you know, actually kills him. Um, and Anakin has that moment where he's like, what have I done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that's the kind of the moment of no return. Um, like I said, I don't think he was really planning on... Um, right. But sorry, well, I just interrupted you. What were you saying? Oh, no, that was I was done. Yeah, he, he he was done. Do you want me to answer the second part first, or do you want Nathan to do... Okay, uh, the, the second part was sort of... I, I feel like you've answered both, because you said they were separate, and then you said your your idea of when Anakin became Darth Vader was... The, you also the asked about the other way around. Do you yeah. want to save that for when we talk? Yeah, I think I think we'll save that for, for, okay. for his son. But Nathan, um, Anakin, yes. Darth Vader, separate together, or... And then second question, when do you think Anakin becomes Darth Vader? I So I personally think that they're separate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go on a little bit of a different tangent than Will, though. Mm-hmm. I think, for me personally, the suit itself represents Darth Vader. Like, that's what's Darth Vader. Because every time that uh, Anakin is shown, you know, he looks like a person. Mm-hmm. And every time Darth Vader, so to speak, except right. for, of course, the very beginning when before he gets set ablaze, spoiler alert, um, um, like Darth Vader is always the one, you know, with the menacing breathing, the the great um, Darth Vader theme by John Williams playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things are the things that you associate with Darth Vader. Um, and then all the things that you associate with Anakin Skywalker are the obviously like blue lightsaber looks like an actual person. Um, and so it's like he's he's Anakin Skywalker. And then Darth Vader in human form only for a little bit before, like I said, he gets set ablaze. And then uh, Darth Vader, the separate entity in my mind, is the one with the suit, like full evil. Um, like, you know, the Rogue na- uh, the Rogue One scene where he just I goes on a rampage. Scene. For real, he just goes on a rampage. With That's like one it's of the so first cool. times that he's Darth Vader. Um yeah, as, as much as uh, Darth Vader's a villain, like I feel like everyone loves that scene just for different reasons. But he's Darth Vader up until the final fight with Palpatine. Um, there's that moment when he when he sees his son being electrocuted, and Anakin Skywalker comes to like starts to come back, um, and it's for that brief moment that you see Anakin Skywalker in the Darth Vader suit, 
and then there's the scene where Luke takes off Darth Vader's helmet, and it's like you see his face again, and that's how you know that Anakin's back. It's almost like because you see a face and not just a machine, that he's human again, that um, he has good in him, so to speak. Um, that's just how I view it. And then uh, the second question, I think, personally, um, it's a little bit of a, a blurred line where he makes the transition, so to speak. Um, it's just the question on whether is it when he when he first gets the thought or when he um, like decides to fully go with his intrinsic thoughts. So I think that it's when it, the fir- the thought of actually turning. Um, is in his mind so there's that one scene where he talks to Padme where he says I want more but I know I shouldn't I talked about this earlier but um to me that's kind of where I think that he becomes Darth Vader he starts to accept that part of his thoughts right okay so but both of those are really good answers so f- my answer specifically I don't think Anakin and Darth Vader are separate I think there are two they're like two halves of the same whole I think Anakin always had the underlying darkness but he sort of had the Jedi to help him and I think Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader when Sidious officially dubs him Darth Vader because you can sort of see in Hayden Christensen's, like, acting. The the way he acts as Anakin and the way he acts as Vader, like, before the suit, it's, like, very, very clear. Like, even, like, without the, the Sith eye, like, contacts that they give him, he's, he's sort of, like, scowling a lot as Anakin. And, and you can see, like Nathan said, the, the blurred line... Of like where Anakin is and then where Vader is, it's it's Vader is such like a gray character. Like I think Star Wars has black and white heroes and villains. Like 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 Luke is is a hero and then Palpatine's a villain. I don't think anyone's gonna disagree with that. Um, right. Yeah. But or at least they didn't until Last Jedi, and we're gonna talk about that <laughs> somehow. Listen, Palpatine's let, return. We 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 will talk about that, but. Anakin is is such a a gray morality character because if you sort of see what's happening to him and like the stuff with his mother and then the stuff with Padme and then on top of that Yoda sort of telling him like trust in the Force, Anakin sort of doesn't trust in the Force. His his idea of trust sort of extends to like two people mainly. It's like Obi Wan and Palpatine are sort of like his father figures. And then and one of those is a very big problem. And, and yeah. <laughs> well, I, I would also say Obi-Wan's kind of a big problem because he just goes to Utapau. Like, he, he leaves. And for an extended period of time, Anakin is with Palpatine. Like, he's, he's just there. He's listening to Palpatine. And he's sort of just doing whatever he wants. And so when his father figure gets attacked by Mace Windu, someone that Anakin already was, was not a fan of, he he does what he thinks is right, and he becomes Darth Vader, and you know he he marches on the temple. Operation Nightfall happens, and you know it sort of makes you think. You know, Anakin Skywalker didn't wake up that morning thinking, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I have to do." You know. Yeah. But wait, sorry. Go ahead. But do you want to know what Anakin Skywalker loved more than Padme Amidala? He loved PSA breaks. So after this PSA break. We're going to go straight into Anakin's son, Luke Skywalker.
Alright everybody, welcome back to Real Talk. So, in the last 15 minutes before our PSA break, we talked about the Chosen One, or the supposed Chosen One, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> but now, we will be talking about Anakin Skywalker's son, Luke Skywalker, and his impact on Star Wars. So thank you all for continuing to listen, and this is Real Talk. Alright, so, Luke Skywalker. So we describe Anakin Skywalker. How would you guys describe Luke Skywalker? So let's start off with you, Nathan. I might need a second again. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. I'm ready, coach. Put me in. All right. All right. Let him cook. Will, what's up? Okay. <laughs> so a minute ago when I mentioned the, the tragic hero, uh-huh. um, what was what's the generic one? Just the, the, the hero's, hero's journey. journey. That's the one that they use Luke as the example for. I feel like the perfect way to describe Luke is just the generic, like not generic in a bad way, just if you had to explain it to someone that's never seen Star Wars, but for whatever reason knows the hero's journey off the top of their head, you'd say he's the generic hero's journey. He's the cookie cutter good guy. Um, he figures out what to do across the three movies. He learns the ways of the force. He goes and finds Master Yoda, figures everything out, and then ends up winning the whole, the whole shebang. The whole, the whole shebang. The whole, the shebang. whole shebang. The whole shebang. All right. So I'll, I'll go next. I think Luke is like amazing. Luke, Luke Skywalker is my favorite Star Wars character. So I'm, I'm just going to straight up put it out there. I think the idea of this kid who comes from nowhere to, who grows up to be this great hero is, is amazing. There are discussions on Star Wars and we'll get into this, you know, a bit more about bloodlines and now like prophecies and how like Luke was only able to do what he could do because he was a Skywalker. I don't really think at the time of the original trilogy that played as much of, of a factor in Luke's character. But in, in, you know, I also think what Will said is completely correct. Luke is an archetypal hero, but there's a reason the archetypal hero has stayed for so long. It's because people like them so much. And it works. And it works. All right. It works. Nathan, are you okay. good? I'm ready. All I'm right. ready this time. Okay. So, just thinking about, <laughs> I just gotta, I just have, I gotta have a second to think sometimes. All right, my bad. But no, 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 you're good. So, uh, I was just thinking, it's like I just think of growth whenever I think of Luke Skywalker, because not only does he get older as the series goes on, like obviously, but uh, especially watching like the original Star Wars and New Hope, like Loki, Luke is kind of whiny and annoying, and obviously he doesn't know a lot. He's he's from the middle of nowhere. Um, he eventually does, you know, pilot the spacecraft and everything, but he's not your, like, the person you would imagine to be a hero. He's on a farm in the middle of nowhere. Like I said, he's kind of whiny. Like, he talks back to his uncle all the time. I kind of find myself watching that part and being like, oh my gosh, like, shut up. But it's amazing how, especially Empire Strikes Back, um, into the last movie, Return of the Jedi, um it's it's honestly amazing how like you grow to like him and you grow to feel a lot more sympathy and um like it, it just becomes a lot easier to root for him because he becomes so much more confident uh he knows his place with the force especially after the training scene with yoda like vivek was talking about um he really learns a lot there and it's also it's really cool to watch um his altercation with vader um and then the final fight in the last movie where he, like, he stands up to Palpatine. Like, not many people can do that 
with Palpatine, and he hasn't been a Jedi for very long. So that, that's just how I would describe Luke. Okay, so I, I agree with everything you said except for one small thing. What's that? You, you keep calling Return of the Jedi the last movie. Return of the Jedi is not the last time we see I, Luke Skywalker. Listen. I think well, he means the last of the original. I, I, that's I, I know, that's what yeah. we're focusing I on. I know what he means, but we're also talking about Luke Skywalker in general. So with that being said, Luke Skywalker comes back for one more movie. Last Jedi. Technically two. Technically, Technically two. Technically three. Technic okay. Force Awakens <laughs> does not count. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Does. Oh, yeah. does okay. Up. Okay. What is what is your guys' ideas of uh, Luke Skywalker's stare off in uh, Force Awakens? Do you think it's a it's a masterpiece? What you mean the end like? Two yeah. Seconds yeah. The two there? seconds. Yeah. Look. I I thought I thought it was cool when I walked out mm -hmm. seeing it in sixth grade and then. I and thought, then they didn't follow up on it, and he throws the lightsaber away. Yeah, unfortunately, I think I watched The Force Awakens for the first time after uh, Last Jedi came out. I can't remember, but I had already it already had been tainted in my mind. I knew that he threw the lightsaber afterwards, so I kind of I saw that stare. I was like, uh... "Okay, so <laughs> me, me personally, at least, I think in my in my own opinion, I'm like one of the five people that likes Last Jedi. I like Last Jedi, Luke. I think it's 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 a good." evolution of the character i think it's just because of his growth like okay when you grow older you become more cynical and yeah. and and i think that was in my opinion at least i think that was a natural way to evolve the character so my i i don't dislike last jedi luke i just wish i want us to get more um i want <laughs> i want us to get more uh like story on how he gets to that point because if you've watched Mandalorian season two and Book of Boba Fett, another Luke spoiler shows alert. Up, spoiler alert! <laughs> you shouldn't be listening to the Star Wars episode if you haven't watched this. But so. if you've seen Luke in those two Disney Plus projects, he's he's the same way he was at the end of Return of the Jedi. He's a, a wise and mature guy, and he still has a ton of hope in the Force. At those, like he wants to train Grogu. So I just and how how long after. Return of the Jedi is Mandalorian. I don't remember exactly. It's like I think it was like two to three years. Okay, it's not very long. I want I want something else between Book of Boba Fett and um Last or or Mandalorian season three if Luke shows up again. But at that point, I'd be kind of mad because it doesn't seem like it would fit the theme. There's there's but I want something else between Book of Boba Fett and Force Awakens that kind of shows what more of what brings him on that path. There's yeah. comics. I want a show. I thought it's real talk, Vivek, not comic. We are talk. not talking about. <laughs> we're talking about movies here. Come oh, on. okay. So we're talking about movies, but he can talk about Mandalorian. Yeah, my favorite movie, The Mandalorian. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Okay. It's still it's still a real, isn't it? It is. So. <laughs> it's a flick. It's a flick, if you will. A, Either way, sorry for getting sidetracked. No, um, no, no. It's what? Good. So what I was gonna say is, uh, I kind of see what Will's saying. Like, it feels like there's almost a little bit of a hole there between. Nice. It explains. Sorry. No, you're good. Say what you're gonna say. Like it explains what what makes him start being cynical. Like with the whole, um, what do you call it? His Jedi Academy and Ben Solo and all that. But I feel like just that one little flashback, where or actually the two, the one from his point of view where uh, he didn't do anything wrong and Ben Solo had already started killing people, and then the one from. Ren's point of view where he woke up and Luke was just about to kill him. 
I feel like we need something more than just that. Those two second flashbacks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Does that makes sense. I I I do, but it's just like. I I feel. Like when you have such a big time skip like that, I don't think you need to like spoon feed your audience. You know what I mean? Cause That's like, true. Because I feel like there's enough context clues in The Force Awakens and how like the world is that people can sort of like infer like what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think for me personally, it's a little bit of a shock, like, um, just to see Luke go from your uh like you were talking about before stereotypical hero. Like, there's not many dislikable characteristics about him. He doesn't do anything that, like, off the rails. And then a good chunk of The Last Jedi is him being stereotypical grumpy old man. It's like I said, it's understandable uh, when you get a little bit of the context. But it's just, it's very hard. I know for a lot of diehard Star Star Wars fans, like the people who, like, watch the original one in theaters especially, to see, like, this character that they grew up with um, all of a sudden old, it, it's the, it's a natural part of life, but, um, it, it's just a, it's a very interesting direction to take the character, but understandable. All right. All I right. think if we are going to see, like, more from that little gap period, it's probably going to be in the Ahsoka show. He'll probably have, like, a one-episode yeah. cameo again. Uh, okay, so, sp- speaking of cameos, I just wanted to talk about, like, the, the two to three minutes Luke shows up in, in Rise of Skywalker... What was y'all's opinions on that? Okay, remind me because it's been a bit since I've seen the movie. All he does, he shows up as a force ghost at the end. He shows up at the force ghost and he sort of convinces Rey to go and and actually stop Kylo. And he also lifts the X-Wing out from a swamp like he didn't. That was cool. That that blew my mind. I was actually really happy with that. Right. Okay. And also, like, speaking of Dagobah, I know we're bouncing all over the place. I think Luke and Yoda have a scene in The Last Jedi that I, I love. It's about failure and growth, and I think that's what Star Wars is supposed to be. And I don't think you would have been able to make a scene like that if Luke wasn't in the position that he was. So, like, I, I understand why diehards don't like him, but as I, I think as someone who sort of knew Luke as this larger-than-life character because of, like, English class and, like, how popularized star wars was i think sort of turning that and ryan johnson using that to transform the character into what he was in last jedi from my perspective was a good character choice now of course when nathan said for diehards who had loved star wars since the 80s they saw their like king arthur become like an an old guy and I, i don't think that was you know it probably wasn't fair but i personally liked it i think once once i adjusted to it i was i was okay with it It yeah Nice. It's like I said. It's still the same character to me. I don't have much of a problem with it, like, I, but I can see both sides. Like the right. side that's like, "Hey, it's just a natural part of life." You know, we get yeah. older. Also, the other side being like, "This was literally as close as you could get to perfect of a hero," yeah, and then right. you just flipped it on its head. Vivek, I feel like your question from earlier of, "Do you feel like Anakin and Darth Vader are the same character?" I feel like that would work better with, "Do you think original trilogy Luke?" And sequel trilogy, Luke are the same character. That that is a good question. I think they're the same person. I do too. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, too. Maybe it wasn't a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Know, but no, 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 no. That's, that's it was. It was. It, okay, it was. A, it was a good question. Also, one very, very last question. Um, th- this was slightly controversial when the film came out. So at the end of Last Jedi, uh, it's it's a projection of Luke, but 
projection of Luke shows up. He's looking younger than he is. And people were sort of expecting him to, like, destroy all those, like, ATAT and ATST walkers, but he doesn't do anything. How did y'all feel about that being a projection of Luke versus that being, like, actual Luke? I thought that scene was awesome. I don't care. I thought it was great, too. I really liked it. I thought it was cool. Low-key, though, I have only seen The Last Jedi once. Um, I wouldn't say I, I don't remember as much of the details on that one, uh, and especially Rise of Skywalker. I think all three of us said that we've only seen that one once, right? That's No, I've seen it twice. Oh, wait, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. I've seen it once. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about it being a projection of him was that when it revealed it was a projection, he hadn't actually gotten a haircut, and I was I was mad. I liked the shorter hair more. All right, but you want to know what I also like? PSA breaks, baby. So when we come back from our PSA break, we will be talking about the controversial Rey Skywalker and whether or not she is a Skywalker, only here on Real Talk. All right, everybody, we are back from our second PSA break. And today, now we will be talking about the controversial Rey Skywalker. And I will be calling her Ray Skywalker because, in my opinion, she has earned that name. She has earned B- the name. But yeah, that is that is a question I will ask. And of course, we will be going over the sequel trilogy just a, a bit. So, as as I've I've always wanted to state, real talk is about healthy and, and positive discussion about movies. So we will, we will be calm about this. So we will be calm. Before we get into the argument, can I just say something? Yeah. I said we will be calm. We're not going to have an argument. What? Yeah, no argument. Before no we're no calm. argument. <laughs> we are calm. We are calm. Can I just say, before we have a, a, a nice, pleasant debate, Okay. I love the elevator music as we start. I okay. do. I, I, thank I'm you. just vibing. I think it's cool. I'm You're, just vibing for real. It's great. Like, thank you. Thank you. I, I work very hard. But <laughs> yeah. speaking of someone who works very hard, I think Ray deserves the Skywalker title. I definitely think she does. Uh... It okay. Okay, here okay. we go. All right, all right. Pack it up, boys. Here we go. It just I didn't watch Sky. If I can, if I can talk. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch Skywalker Saga on release. Not what's the movie called? Rise of Skywalker. Rise of, I didn't watch Sky, Rise of Skywalker on release. I don't know what I, it was. December 2019, right? Yes. I didn't watch it until it came to Disney Plus, which was sometime during COVID. Okay. So I just I sat down and watched it one day. Um. And I, I realized, I was like, I'm kind of glad I didn't pay to go see this in a theater. This wasn't, it just, the movie itself didn't feel like a conclusion, or a good conclusion to the whole saga, but Ray as a character was, Ray as a character, in my opinion, was the best part of the sequels. Ray as a character? Ray, Poe, and Finn in episode seven. Okay. Specifically seven. All right, so I'm going to, I'm going to hand the, the metaphorical mic over to Nathan and and we're gonna go why he doesn't think Ray is a Skywalker. Um, actually, there's okay. Likes. So, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, if one of y'all could remind me, like, what's her connection to being a Skywalker? She doesn't have one. She's I, she's like adopted. So yeah, she's adopted. Oh, uh, that's that's what I thought it was. I couldn't remember because I know it's the whole like she's a Palpatine. Ooh, I, I don't know. Me personally, I think the whole family relations was kind of shoved in there. Oh, definitely. In the ninth movie, yeah, like. Yeah. yeah. Like I was talking about before, somehow Palpatine's return. Like all, all that kind of stuff was added on to the ninth. One of my biggest problems with the sequels is it just feels like each individual movie is like 
it's not a it's not a sequel trilogy. It doesn't feel like. Yeah. It's like each movie yeah. does its own thing without having as much respect for the other movies. It doesn't feel like like eight doesn't feel like it builds on seven, and nine doesn't feel like it builds on eight. Yeah. And so family's part of that with the whole nine related to eight or even seven. It's like, um. I can understand where the whole, like, I'm a Skywalker thing, because I've been trained by Luke, but me personally, like, that never comes up for any other character, like, the whole adoption thing, or identifying with being a Skywalker. Um, Once again, I don't have much of a problem with it, I just don't feel like um, you can, like, end the whole trilogy with her saying that she's a Skywalker, and it feel like a satisfying ending, if that makes sense. I, okay, I understand where you're coming from. In, in my opinion, so in Rise of Skywalker, she she is being trained by Leia. So not only is she being trained by Luke, she's being trained by Leia. So she is being trained by the last two remaining Skywalkers. That's true. So in, in my opinion, she's being trained by the two last remaining Skywalkers. She's continuing the Jedi code. She, she sees the Force ghost of Luke and Leia before... Uh, like like before she says it, and then also she buries the lightsabers on Tatooine, where Luke is from. So I I feel like that with, is satisfying. That is true. I feel like with all those connections, in my opinion, she's I think Ray Skywalker is a, a valid name. But now let's let's talk about one of the most controversial parts of the sequels. I or maybe the even the most controversial part of the sequels. Ray and Kylo Ren. Oh no! Why is that controversial? <laughs> well, well, okay. Ray and Kylo Ren at the end of Rise of Skywalker, they share a kiss. I don't think. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I that's forgot. Right. <laughs> it's just forgettable. That's yeah, like, I don't. I wouldn't say it's controversial. It's just once again, it feels like another thing that they shoved in there. Right, it, and and I okay. So I don't think romance and Star Wars in general is very good. I think, but Anakin and I think, I, I think Han Solo. He doesn't like sand. Come on. I think Han and Leia are good. I think everyone can agree Han and Leia are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anakin and Pad may have Episode One and Two, and so that immediately drags them down for me. And yeah. And then the sequels have Rey and Kylo, so that's like a zero. And they have um, Finn and Rose for a little bit, and then they have Finn and. What's her name? Oh yeah, just like the random stormtrooper. They, d- they just keep yeah. bringing yeah. in people. And then and then they have a uh, Poe with like that spice trader lady. I don't know if you remember. Oh, the girl with the helmet. Oh, yes, my God. yeah, the Daft Punk helmet. It was. I... <laughs> we it's it's so forgettable. You don't even remember yeah. their names. It's crazy. It's... That was the ninth movie in Star Wars, man. Yeah. What did they yeah. do? It's like they sc- they screwed up Star Wars. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> all right. But I I will say about this. Um. Ray's yellow lightsaber being like an extension of her staff and it being like a switch. So like she has like a dial on her thing. And the reason it's yellow is if you slow down the footage, you can see shades of blue and green. So it seems like she took both the Skywalker saber crystal and then Luke's crystal into her lightsaber. Can I explain why that made me mad? Sure. That was the first live action yellow lightsaber we've had. The only other one... There hasn't been one live action. The only other one have been from the Jedi Temple Guards in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And that's not live action. And they showed it, the first yellow live action saber, mm-hmm. 
in the last 30 seconds of the last movie. I was so upset. I wanted to see so... It was so cool. The The hilt looks awesome because, like you said, it's part of her staff. Right. I love the, the slowed down ignition of it where you can see it flash between the blue and green. And it's gone. We're never seeing that again. That's right. what makes me mad about yeah. it. Yeah, it's... It's back to what I was saying, especially with uh, Ray and Kylo. Mm-hmm. It, um, like, even with how cheesy the romance was between Anakin and Padme, mm-hmm. it's like you can tell that they had that planned all along. Like the first movie kind of set it up. Don't get me wrong; it's a little bit creepy in the first. Are you movie. an angel? Yeah, that was <laughs> okay. Okay, but what I was saying though, like disregarding, they had they had that plan, they had that in mind, right? And then it's just kind of the dialogue and how it all went down that ruined mm-hmm. it. Um, Han and Leia, like you can tell from the first movie, they kind of hinted that they were going to be together and then they just moved on from it. It's such a weird dynamic from the seventh movie to the eighth movie to the ninth movie because then there's, so like the seventh movie, you have the fight between them and then Kylo is all Kylo and he's all angry emo kid as people like to say. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) He's cool. And then... Yeah, he he is cool, but the eighth movies there that there's the really weird shirtless scene, uh, that that's a thing. <laughs> ben Swolo, as yeah. they call him, and but it's still not romance, I would say. And then the ninth movie, they work together for like thirty minutes, and then oh, that justifies a kiss, and then he dies. Spoiler alert again. I. But, oh, sorry. No, you're good. I really liked their dynamic across all three until they kissed. I thought yeah. it was really cool the way they had the whole yeah. force communication. And yeah. then they kissed and it was like, oh, It felt okay. like that was the plan all along, was like yeah. not to have anything more. I liked their, their dynamic, their, what was it, the dyad and the force? Oh, I thought yeah, that was yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I just I just find it funny that the son of Han Solo has like no charisma. Bro has no <laughs> riz. Like, like he's the son of Han. He's the son of Han Solo. How do you have no riz? He did not inherit the riz gene. Jeez. Uh, okay. Okay. So, speak. Okay. So, final question. Uh, I was talking to Will about this like a couple of days ago. So, at the end of Rise of Skywalker, she hears like all the Jedi. So she hears like Anakin, Qui Gon, Ahsoka, oh. and 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 she's the one who gets to kill Palpatine. So. I think that was kind of rushed. Uh, yes. Will, what are we had to talk about this? What are your thoughts on I it? I have very serious thoughts on this. So, I thought it could have been such a cool scene. I think someone's made a better version on YouTube where, like, I thought the voices of everyone talking was really, really cool, but they they were just voices, and there were no force ghosts. I think if they had force ghosts show up it would have made it a million times better. I don't care that she was the one that killed Palpatine. I don't care if it was cheesy that they all talked to her. If they had all showed up as Force Ghosts, that would have been perfect for me. But they didn't. So that's that's my stuff. Nathan? What was the question again? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not upset. It's just what are your thoughts on Ray being the one to kill Palpatine after hearing all of like the Jedi speaking to her? Yeah, it, it's kind of the same thing as Will. Um I don't have too much of a problem that Ray is the one that kills him or whatever and you know, she's a Palpatine, so there's the whole weird dynamic. I think just the fact that a Palpatine is even there kind of just makes the the scene less climactic i mean he's literally like 
being propped up by a machine. Like, yeah. uh, he's, like, floating in the air, and he's doing this whole speech about, like, kill me, and I, my spirit will somehow infiltrate you because you're a Palpatine. Or, it doesn't make much sense. It's almost like he's asking to be killed. So the whole, the finale... Like, don't get me wrong, the lightning is so cool. I love all the lightning effects. That was cool. That yeah. was really cool. I liked it. The fact that he, like, drew all the lightning, that was that was sick. But, once again, the whole setup to get there just felt unsatisfying. So when he was finally dead, it was kind of like, cool, we introduced an already dead guy and made him dead again, kind of. He's so extra dead this time. Yeah. For real. <laughs> so that was just my main problem with it. Right, yeah, I think I think that was the problem with rise of skywalker in general i just retread a lot of ground and i you know i don't like her as much as as luke but i i do think ray is a good character and it's just i like it feels bad you know like her character is just tainted by her finale being rise of skywalker in instead of being a return of the jedi or you know revenge of the sith but do you guys want to know what will never be tainted the PSA PSAs, break, baby. Let's go. So we'll be going into our third PSA break. And then after that, we will be discussing our favorite Star Wars movie and how it impacts us. Alright everybody, we're back to our final segment of today's episode of Real Talk. So now we will be talking about our favorite Star Wars movies and sort of how they've impacted us and also so there's sort of their impact on the the wider saga in, in general. So I'll start with mine and then we'll go over to Will's and then we'll go over to Nathan's and that will be tonight's show so again thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of real talk all right so to start off my favorite episode of star wars my favorite movie of star wars of all time it's a new hope like it's just it's classic it's a classic it's, it's a classic it's it's the blockbuster it's the movie that sort of started modern film blockbusters There's so many iconic scenes you know meaning of ben kenobi you know han solo shot first slash greedo shot first um the Ben Obi, the Ben Kenobi Darth Vader fight. It, it looks boring now, but the story implications of it, I think, are really cool. And then, of course, the have the, you seen the reimagining of it? I have seen thirty eight, I believe. Yeah, I I have, and I understand what they're trying to go for, but I just I I prefer. So I've seen that, and then I've seen someone try to intercut it with a New Hope footage. Yeah, and I think intercutting it with a New Hope footage makes the scene not work because it's sort of like prequel level fighting with like 1977 footage and and that's not very very good but i think the most iconic scene in not only a new hope you could argue this is one of the most iconic scenes in all of star wars is when luke skywalker blows up the first death star yeah that is yeah absolutely like for, for a lot of people that's like the star wars moment 
Yeah. That's like the, the the biggest victory the Rebels to that point have against the Empire. They blow up the Death Star. You see this massive ring, and then you know everyone gets their medal except for Chewie. You know, he the, if, if if we can give one good thing to Rise of Skywalker, Chewie finally got his medal at the end of that movie. Hooray! He got he got his medal. He deserves it. So that's that's sort of my take on the most important or my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, and so I'm gonna give it over to you, Will. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? And Sorry, then... can I add one more thing before you go off? Sure, Just, sure. So uh, I actually watched Rogue One, like I talked about earlier today. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about, like, blowing up the Death Star, like, how that's the coolest part right. of, like, a lot of people say Star Wars in general. Mm-hmm. It adds so much weight to it. Like, I know a lot of people aren't fans of going back and doing, like, a prequel or something. But I think in this case, it's kind of justified because there's so many things that went into the stealing of the Death Star plans. Like, it's such a big deal. Um, after watching that, like, the destruction of the Death Star becomes so much more satisfying because it's, like... I, another spoiler alert, like, everyone dies in Rogue One. All these Big people. Surprise. Yeah. Big surprise, baby. Um, all these people die to get these Death Star plans, and, like, that's the moment that, like, all their deaths become worth it. Like, they finally blow up the Death Star, which is, it, it's just incredible. But, sorry, Will, you can go ahead and talk about well, it. Well, I, I would do want to say one more thing about A New Hope. Right. I think the the fact that you called it, like, iconic, and especially the, the trench run scene, mm-hmm. I think that kind of shows with how many more TV shows and other pieces of media have done their own interpretation of it. Like, there's a um, there's a Family Guy episode of it where they they include the trench run in there. There's a. Did y'all ever watch the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? I've heard of it. It was so good, but they had their own thing of it. There's just there's so many different shows that do their own interpretation of A New Hope, and I feel like that kind of adds to. Right. Right. Yeah. But. Uh... You know, New Hope is great, but in terms of your favorite Star Wars movie, what is it to you? Mine is definitely Revenge of the Sith. Um, Yeah. I I was telling them earlier, I'm a very easily entertained person. He is. I will, there are very few movies that I don't, that I will walk out of and think I did not like that. One of which is Anger Management starring Adam Sandler. It's a very bad movie. It's not a good it's movie. It's not a good movie. If, if, uh, if, if, if you know, you know. If you have a friend who tells you we should watch Anger Management by Adam Sandler, do not listen to it. Don't listen. But I just, everything about Revenge of the Sith, I just love. It's funny. It's got a lot of heavy story implications. It's emotional. Especially, and I know you're going you're gonna to dog on me for this because I've said it a ton of times, but if you watch Clone Wars, the buildup of that makes the climax parts of Revenge of the Sith sits Revenge of the Sith hits so much harder. Sorry. Like the the battle between Anakin and Obi Wan. I know you make fun of me, Vivek, for seven seasons of Clone Wars, but if you watch seven seasons of Anakin and Obi Wan being like brothers, mm-hmm. watching them fight and then Anakin say, I hate you at the end just hits ten times harder. And I feel like even without Clone Wars, I still think Revenge of the Sith would be my favorite. It's just it's perfect for me. It's so it's just, it's just like a perfect Star Wars movie or like a perfect movie? Not a perfect Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a perfect movie like in my terms. Like it. Okay. So so like, it's a will movie. Okay. Yeah. So so if if you had to make like a movie specifically catered to your tastes, it would that's be it. Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Okay. You have a very good taste in music because that soundtrack go hard, bro. The soundtrack is really it's good. The, we haven't what, even talked about that yet. Okay. The well, soundtracks are crazy. We will we will we'll go over Nathan's favorite movie and then yeah. we, we can talk about the soundtrack really quickly. 
Yeah. All right. So, um, I'm with Will. Uh, Revenge of the Sith is really close for me. Like, I love it so much. Um, it's got cheesy dialogue, but I, I, not many people care because there's so many great elements that overshadow it. Um, the character development is crazy. The fight scenes are crazy. We're talking about the music, but um, I would say for best movie overall for me, I would have to go with Empire Strikes Back, the fifth one. Um, I think it literally is um, a perfect continuation of the original Star Wars. The original Star Wars is obviously a classic, but it picks up like right where the other one le- left off. Um, the Hoth battle. It's like the beginning of the movie. It jumps straight into the action with the Hoth battle. Um, and there's so many iconic moments in the fifth one. Maybe sometimes get overshadowed by other movies. You know, there's right. not a there's not a Death Star run, and this one is the only one of the original trilogy that doesn't have a Death Star. Um, but I almost think that lets it shine in a different way. Right. Like, right. this is the first Star Wars movie where we really dive into all the characters. Uh, we get to see Luke and... Er, yeah, Luke and Leia, their whole dynamic shift a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, the whole... <laughs> Luke almost likes Leia for a little while, but we uh, don't talk about that. It's, it's <laughs> they, they they didn't know until Return of the Jedi. George Lucas just added stuff. So they, they didn't know when they filmed the hospital scene that they're supposed to be siblings, so... Yeah, but it, it's it's cool nonetheless to see that yeah to see that dynamic shift a little bit. Um, there's obviously the scene where Darth Vader tries to get Luke to come to the dark side, says "I am your father." Um, it, it's literally it's so it's so great that fight is like one of the best parts of Star Wars, and this is also the movie that really fleshed out the um that like how a lightsaber can be used. Because the first Star Wars movie, like, there's a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like Vivek talked about earlier. It's f- the fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. It's really cool on a character standpoint. Like, it- it's it's really cool to see them fight. Don't get me wrong. But looking back, they just kind of poke it's each other. It's so boring. It's, <laughs> it's just like they have two sticks and they're trying I, to poke each other. When I, when I was doing my, my Star Wars edit for Instagram, I transitioned from... The, the Anakin Obi-Wan Mustafar fight to the Obi-Wan Darth Vader fight on the Death Star. And it is it is very hard to make a new hope footage look cool because I tried speeding it up a bit and it's it's not natural. It's, yeah. It's just So that, to me that's what makes Empire Strikes Back so cool. Because like Darth Vader finally starts to use a lightsaber in a really cool way. His fight with Luke, like I said, has so many implications because this is finally when uh, Lucas had his training. Like I said, he's not a whiny little kid anymore. He's like actually a Jedi. Um, the scene with Yoda and the X-wing, like that part of his training, um, it's really cool to see all of that pay off with a direct fight with Darth Vader. Because like I said, like he's other than Obi Wan, the only one who truly fights Darth Vader the whole time, which is just so cool to see. Right. All right. So. Uh, we will be wrapping up our show very quickly, but I just want to ask like one final big big question. Like Anakin, Luke, or Ray, which one do y'all prefer and why? Just like really quickly. I'm gonna say Anakin. It might be a little bit controversial. I know. I I think it's really cool his dynamic of he literally has the fight between good and evil within him the whole time. 
uh, not only in the the prequel trilogy, but the main trilogy as well. Like like I was talking about before, the whole I know I want more, but I shouldn't. Um, like he has that, and then in the main trilogy, he has uh, the part he's literally fighting his son. Like that's crazy to think he's trying to get his son to join him. But so he has the that side of good and evil. He's trying to convince his son. Um, I just love how he's not your traditional hero or villain, but he has both sides of like good and evil within him. I'm also gonna say Anakin. Mm-hmm. I, he's just one of my favorite characters of all time. Nathan kind of covered everything. Mm-hmm. I just I love him. I love his his rise and fall from the dark side. I just I I think it's awesome. Right. I you know I as much as I love her. You know, I'm gonna have to go with Luke here. I think I, figured you'd say that. I, 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 not in a bad way. I think, sort of, in my opinion, seeing seeing a hero fall is interesting. But I think seeing sort of a, a cynical man rise back up to herohood is is more interesting. Because like, yeah. it's like power corrupts. But seeing someone who's at like rock bottom decide, okay, you know what? I've had enough. I'm gonna go back to trying to help people. And that was sort of the um, the message of the Last Jedi. You know, failure isn't the end. You know, and even I think that can be applied to Revenge of the Sith because Revenge of the Sith ends with Anakin standing as Darth Vader, seeing the Death Star being built. But that's not the final shot of the movie. The final shot of the movie is Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru holding a baby named Luke and staring off into you know twin suns, hoping one day that the galaxy will be restored. Mm, that's true. So, thank you all for listening to tonight's episode of Real Talk. Once again, I want to thank Will. Thank you for having me. And Nathan for coming on. I, I appreciate it, Vivek. It, it's been a blast. This I do have so one more fun. quick question if we have time. It'll take like two seconds. All right, all right, hurry. How long do y'all think we have before Disney decides to remake the original trilogy? They're, they can't touch it. I think, oh, that, I, no. I think that's in do their contract. Think- they, they can't? I don't think they can. Okay, never okay. mind. I feel better because I thought about this last night and I was really worried because I feel like we've got like 10 years. Okay, another quick question on top of that. This is this last thing. How long do you think Disney makes like a sequel sequel, like past nine, like episode 10? 10, 15 years. I think, I we've think got they, they have we've to recycle. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now, now we're done. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Hope y'all enjoyed that episode of Real Talk. Keep up to date at wegofm.com. And for any late listeners, check your podcast player choice for the full episode. Thank you and have a good night.